0: secret don't laugh I'd rather send so paper. Paper. <laughs> yeah. i don't like that. i hate right. that, no, that makes taste. oh fuck dude
1: i can tell how wet you are fucking you're hustling please don't steal my stuff
0: see things see your second Wait, what do you, that you, what, are thing? you fucking are you walking in here with fucking wet cancer parts on your knees? i was just yeah. gonna not say north i think it's not south but uh <laughs> in the middle center thing <laughs> so you might only Stays as a family called the Literally, have white people is crazy. That's
1: exactly. There's no other thought that could have been going through her head but that. 50-something, <laughs> sure, white woman who definitely is one right to get a
0: fan job. That's how I gave up fast food. I ate Taco Bell two nights in a row.
1: That's realize a really good audio. Realize it's That's that what was hysterical. People love heavy clubs in the mics. Have a good day, whore. I literally give the, the bus driver, like, $20. And I give $20 for my white guilt. Anyway, break it down. No, I'm honestly curious. Break that down.
0: That makes sense. Well, well not not nice. dance. Explain. <laughs> After Dinner Mints. After Dinner Mints, number 110. Nolan here. Jason over here. So, uh, so let's jump right in. So, <laughs> <laughs> Um,
1: this
0: wow. Doing now.
1: Yeah, I guess so. So, um... So, you know, I was masturbating recently and uh, I wasn't feeling fulfilled. I had to replace my fleshlight um, not too long ago. And I, I got a new one, like a new model, you know, like a newer whatever model. And um, I went to use it as I normally would. And my dick didn't seem to fit into it like the way that it used to. So I became a little concerned and I, um, I like threw the other one into the garbage so I went out into the backyard and I went into the garbage can and I I I didn't really have to rummage because it was kind of near the top but I anyway I went through the garbage can and I pulled out my old flashlight and I washed it off and I
0: uh wait, wait 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 you went to the garbage can to take a used fleshlight out and wash it off? <laughs> Does sound that bad? (laughs) I didn't realize. Yeah, yeah. There's already like major (laughs) fucking. Until
1: until I came out of my mouth and I stopped and gave pause, and I already actually heard myself say what I was doing. Yeah,
0: yeah. You should. You're gonna hear it on a podcast. (laughs) It didn't seem that. it It didn't seem that problematic to me. Okay, so let's just so let's just dial back. So you went outside to take a used flashlight out of the trash. Continue.
1: What was my trash? First off, it's not like I, oh, yeah, yeah that makes it's, not, sense. it's not like a fucking, the city throws trash there or like my neighbor's trash. I mean, or, that makes it, I, I, live, I live alone, better. No, but like I live alone. So it's, it's purely my garbage. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, acutely familiar with everything that I have out there. So I, I don't know. I don't like, I'm not a heroin drug user. And I'm like, I don't have like a uh, any kind of, I don't know, toxic waste in there. So I thought I'd be okay. Okay. So yeah. So, um, so, <laughs> So I couldn't bring myself to, uh, to actually go through with, (laughs) after all that, um, with using it again, for all the reasons I just spoke of. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. I I fucking imagine.
1: So, um, so yeah, so I, I came to the conclusion that my dick must've grown based on the fact that it no longer fits appropriately. Well, it does, but like when it does, it's like uncomfortable and it just like creates like this awkward friction. And, um, I have no other explanation, and I would feel really awkward just reaching out to the manufacturer and and asking them this. Like, I wouldn't even know how to begin to pose this question, but I guess that I would be posing it to somebody who's kind of used to handling these questions, right? Because,
0: like, because you would be calling the manufacturer a bragging. Yeah. <laughs> <Bragging>. <laughs> No, no, I would call... I would call. Asking, I just want to let you know I'm fucking huge.
1: <laughs> That's not exactly how I was going to phrase it. I was thinking I would call and say, like, can you tell me a list of design changes that were made from your previous model? And if they didn't really like answer my question in a roundabout way, I would just ask them specifically uh, why the dick hole is smaller or did my like you know. Have a, has I have I woken up in this like So wait, land? so you're
0: considering this scientific proof and not anecdotal evidence?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, like define science. I'm playing fast and loose with the word science. I understand that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it, it, it seemed more of an. It seemed a little bit more interesting at the time that I was writing it down in my little notepad uh, to include the word science. But once I started telling the story and I was digging through the trash, I realized I didn't really need the word science there. The, uh, the story kind of stood on its own so um, yeah I guess the gold standard of, of whatever it is the medical community or the, the doctor community is not met but uh, I think my dick is larger
0: yeah uh, oddly enough um, me too did you get a flashlight also? no but I lost 70 pounds Oh, and that takes a lot of fucking pressure off of the, uh, the pelvic region and and it adds quite a bit of uh, quite a bit of space to the uh, to the bottom end. Quite a bit.
1: What do you mean, space?
0: Like, like the weight doesn't push down on your groin. So, like, I, I don't know why I'm making hand gestures. Like, anybody could fucking see what I'm talking about. I can actually see what you're talking about. It helps but me. But, like, vis- like more visual, more the weight learner. doesn't, like, slide down over top. So, like, it's, it's much larger. Oh, know? oh, wait. No. Are you not, sure that not, it was, just... not that it was anything to be uh, ashamed of before, but now it's, like, now it's, like, a fucking huge bragging point.
1: Is it just larger to you because your gut is out of the way and you can see the whole thing now, do you think? Or is it, like... No, 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 no.
0: no it's definitely...
1: It's definitely the weight thing. Like, it's I mean, the,
0: the, the pelvic thing. Yeah, it definitely is. It's, mm-hmm. uh, I, I always thought that that was bullshit. I always thought that that was like some dumb shit that, like, you know, men's health magazines would say to, like, convince you to sign up for their, you know, fucking exercise programs. But no, there's definitely legitimacy to it. Like, I can now attest that, uh, huh. it's, uh, it's a lot fucking bigger now.
1: Well congratulations, man. That's a that's a pretty good feat. Like Thanks. during it's the like,
0: it's the thing is COVID, like it's not really bigger, it's just the size it used to be. Well, I was, I was
1: more congratulating you on the, the weight loss, not the increase in your dick size. I mean <laughs> I, But you know.
0: Well, I definitely took that out of the
1: context. <laughs> um so wait, so you lost seventy pounds during COVID, like during like shelter at home and like no gyms and none of the, all this like sitting at home
0: bullshit? Well, since like since like Christmas, because that's when I like.
1: Yeah, well, I, I mean that's I, still I, like that's a lion's share of that is like shelter at home, uh. You know.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I like, I go. I don't do the thing. Like, I know, like everyone else is like gaining weight from fucking staying at home because like they have nothing else to do but eat. But like, to me, like I'm I'm uh, I'm a pretty fucking good cook. But also, like because because I'm in the restaurant industry when I'm cooking at home, I feel like I'm working. So like, I don't really enjoy it. Like I only like doing it for my friends, but I will not like cook a meal for myself. I just, I just don't fucking do it. Um, so, so there's that. And then there's like the frequency, which I go out to eat. Cause like, I basically would go out to eat 14 meals a week, like it, at, fucking at minimum. So, like, with that out of the way and the fact that I really don't like cooking for myself, I'm basically just, like, eating predominantly, like, raw foods and shit like that. So it's, like, you know, mostly, like, fucking stuff that I don't... Not, like, stuff that I don't have to cook, like, prepared meals, but, like, you know, fucking oranges and, like, bananas and shit. And when I am cooking, it's just, like... Pretty much steak and nothing else, and, and like tons of fucking eggs. So eggs. you eat two—you eat two thirds of your
1: meals uh, at least out all the time, and you're like you—you you sound like you don't really cook at home very often. So what does your daughter eat? Like, but not anymore. Her...
0: Not anymore. Like, I mean, well, I'll cook for her.
1: Oh, okay. I thought you were just like you was offering her whatever kind of scraps you had left over from.
0: No, I'll, her, I'll I'll cook for her, but like, but also like. This is definitely, I mean, from my fucking estimation, a way better way to eat. So it's like, I am kind of like doing that a little bit with her where it's like, everything is like, like there's no big meals anymore. Like they're all light meals. And like, sometimes lunch like is a fucking piece of fruit or like breakfast, like is a piece of fruit. And like, you know, like nothing is excessively heavy. Like even dinner is like a pretty fucking light meal. It's just like enough. Um, Yeah. And like, I'll still like go out and eat and get takeout. But like, I'm just like, I don't like, I just, you know, I'm obsessed with the fucking dining experience. So it's like, I don't really want to get takeout and I don't really like want to do drive throughs So it's just, I'd actually rather not eat. Like I, I, I would legitimately rather not eat than not eat how I want to. So I just haven't been eating for like uh-huh. months. So there goes seventy pounds. Plus I've been like I just like got hard back in the fucking kettlebells and rowing. So like that's been that's been huge. Nice. Um so yeah, I don't know 70, if it's... 70 pounds. Like by the end of the week, I'll absolutely be under two hundred pounds, which will be the first time I weighed under two hundred pounds since fucking high school. Holy shit.
1: Actually I've so I've been like around one ninety. I think I put on about five pounds since COVID. So I'm at like one ninety five, but I've been there for like uh like two or three years now, probably. Since I started like cycling, all, like
0: uh, very regularly. Yeah, I mean, I was like, I was at like two seventy four around Christmas. Holy shit, man! Yeah, I was not. I mean, dude, I was miserable. Like, I wanted, I legitimately wanted to fucking die, and I was not taking care of myself. So that was, you know, and then the reason I stopped was because I had, I I had somebody fucking call me. I, I had somebody fucking call me out on the fact that they're like, you know, you're fucking you have like, you know, you're a fucking, you're, you understand weight control because you are a boxer. So you know how to make weight and how to control like your body fat percentage and shit. Like I have a fucking certified trainer, fucking certification. I fucking have fucking diet and nutrition certificates. And they're like, you know, you know more about diet, like you know so much more about the shit than the average person. Like for you to not take care of yourself is essentially like, is essentially like you basically want to like you're not doing it on purpose, and this could be like considered like an attempt for you to hurt yourself without like the um, what's the word? What's the word? I'm
1: not quite sure.
0: I don't know, fucking, like, without, like, like, like a covert way of trying to, like, hurt yourself. Okay. Basically. And I was like, I don't know, that, like, fucking, hit me like, that, like, hit me fucking hard. And I was just like, okay, so I'm going to change this immediately. And, like, that's when I decided to fucking change that. So, you know, so that my kid has a fucking father in, in five years.
1: It's good, man. Well, congratulations on having a big dick, also. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I mean, that was always the
0: case, but now it's like extra the case.
1: <laughs> this uh, this COVID thing has been messing up my like my diet a little bit. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I ride my like I ride my bicycle to the grocery store, so I pretty much only carry. I live like a like a day to day, like a kind of like a scavenger almost, because I I really only carry like what i can put into my book bag so it's enough food for like one or two maybe three meals and like i go through a lot of milk so it's a gallon of milk takes up like a third of my bag as it is so i don't really keep a lot of food at the house and then when COVID hit and nothing was really open and i had to start uh like making food for myself i like found some ways to go around and like circumvent my bicycle transportation and shit and get groceries here but um I just signed up for this like uh, this did this meal service thing right where they send you like uncooked meals to your house, kind of like uh, Blue Ribbon or Hello Fresh or whatever. Um, and I'm kind of excited, so it comes like tomorrow is my first delivery. But I I just I downloaded the app finally because I signed up on the website and I downloaded the app this afternoon and I was reading the reviews because the the app has like shit reviews and I thought well maybe they're like just speaking to the the production of the actual application itself like the software sucks. But the fucking reviews say the, the place is a shithole, and like there's a reason it's so cheap. They say like like items are always missing, and they always include uh, like the recipes always include a shit ton of like extra ingredients. The food is stale sometimes, or like bad or wilted greens, and uh, and I was really excited, and then I I don't really know how to feel right now. So yeah, there's that. That's a, my positive change has already been like pooped on by Google the Google Play Store.
0: Wait, what?
1: I signed up for like a dinner, like a meal service, like HelloFresh. And um, okay. the reviews, I didn't look at any reviews because the website, just like I, I just looked at like the options that were available and they were like the most affordable because I'm only one person in the house. I, like most of them are for two, three, four people or like they start at like $50, $60 a week or whatever. Um, and that's just like, I don't know if I need that for two or three meals, doesn't seem like very much of a deal for me. So I found one that was kind of like economically sound um
0: but yeah then I in terms at of like meals that you still have to cook yourself that's fucking expensive
1: oh yeah i mean i can go to the grocery store and pay like a quarter of that money for the same shit but they just like cut it into the proper portions and you know like give you like a recipe card and something but yeah, this one, if, like
0: without if i'm solo 60 dollars a week in groceries will more than hold me Oh, yeah. Well, that, that's about...
1: No, about like 60, 75. I've, I've developed like a slight taste for uh, almond milk, which has dropped my grocery bill up a little bit. But I don't know. So like, I looked at the reviews and it almost seems like comical. Like the, the, the shit that these people are talking, it's like, it's um, it's all positive, like glowingly positive that's obviously fake or it's like very fucking negative. Like they received their food, their food like six days late and warm. And uh, this other person had like, like brown lettuce and all this like funky shit and um i don't know like i don't even really know i feel like i've like i've been like taken in or something by this dinnerly people so tomorrow i get like my first uh probably my only meal service delivery and then i go back to scavenging on the fucking streets for food again at least now the restaurants are doing like uh outdoor well yeah like takeout and outdoor dining and stuff i don't know i have no idea where i was going with that story <laughs> i have no idea it seemed to like in my head at the time it seemed to play off of what you were talking about but i realized it's not the same
0: i mean it i don't know it works fucking i don't know i fucking i i i get like those subscription food services but at the same time like it's also pretty fucking lazy like, it's all pre made and pre cooked, like, not pre cooked, like, it's all pre made and pre portioned. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it doesn't take that much fucking work out of me. I like it. I don't If it saved
1: me a half an hour a day, like, like if I wanted to make an actual meal, which I, I wouldn't cook an actual meal that long, but if it saved me like 20 minutes to a half an hour, I might consider it uh, worthwhile. Cause I finally figured out like what I value my time at. Like, uh, I made a dollar amount for my time, and it's helped me to like change, make, you know, make better decisions in life now. More efficient decisions, I should say. I should say.
0: Yeah, uh, I don't know. But those, like those subscription box services are fucking weird to me.
1: They're like they're it's just really fucking expensive for like the basic plan is like usually starts at two like two people and three meals and that's like it's like fifty or sixty bucks like or more including shipping with the uh, two like main people that do that or whatever. Yeah, it,
0: it's kind of crazy. There's like a fucking subscription box for everything
1: I know I got my uh, I got my girlfriend this like uh, rolling paper of the month club <laughs> <laughs> so she gets like a little box of like it's like a, a different lighter a different pack of rolling papers and some little pot insignia every uh, every month like every month and it costs 499
0: or something I keep getting like fucked up advertisements for like not fucked up advertisements but advertisements for shit that I have like clearly no fucking interest in but for some reason like Instagram thinks I do. Cause like, you know, I'll like put my VPN up and it'll just be, it'll know nothing about me except like my age and that I'm male. So send me like advertisements for like men's subscription boxes. (laughs) It's like an ax and a piece of leather. (laughs) (laughs) Who the fuck wants this shit? You want an ax, I'll go buy a fucking ax. I don't need a fucking box. It's like, Boxes for men who give a damn about being a man. <laughs> oh, really? Is that what this shit is? <laughs> fucking. How about fucking boxes for people who have like a a real fucking identity crisis, so that they need to fucking order a box to feel secure in their masculinity? Like that's that's what this shit is, and and I'll I'll do without the fucking box.
1: So, what do you think are in those boxes? Like testosterone pills and.
0: No, uh, dude, I, it's, it's literally, like, it's like, you know, a, like, one month, like, they show, like, pictures, and these guys are all excited, and it's, like, one month, like, somebody got, like, a tiny axe, and, like, the next month, somebody got, like, you know, like, engraved leather garbage, and it's just, like, who get like, why is that, like, I don't know, man, the shit that's, like, this is masculine, it's just, like, go fuck yourself, I don't know what the fuck that shit's about, or what it fucking means, it's so fucking stupid, I, for like a
1: minute, uh, I thought that you gave me this, this gift a long time ago, like a, a straight razor. And I thought like you were like making a comment on my masculinity at the time because I was like exclusive. I still exclusively use. These no, no. Really, I was just trying
0: to bring, bring you guys into my world.
1: Yeah. This like manly world where fucking straight razors and we all like, like what did that what that Tim, the Toolman man, Taylor shit, whatever it was. Yeah. No, fucking, I, like, I don't know about that. Y'all like straight, straight razor? Our fucking, our shit off. It wasn't off. a
0: straight razor; it was a safety razor. What? what I don't
1: Understand it? was a razor with totally no fucking. Different. It was a razor with no, uh, no comfort there. No, like no protections from the this giant, like one and a half inch blade that's just. Gonna oh, slice it worked her. so much better. I don't know.
0: If you learn how to use it, it works so much fucking better. It's not even close. So I actually my uh when I went to college. I went to college with the guy like one of my professors was the guy because I went for industrial design was the guy who designed the Gillette Mach 3 and he was really? telling me <laughs> that like they That's had so to retool the fucking the razor because the blades were actually too good because they actually used like the same cutting technique as a straight razor and essentially like they took too long to get dull so the whole like comfort strip and like moisturizing strip what they, the reason they added that was not to fucking make it more comfortable. The reason they added it is because after like a couple of shaves, the water would wash it away and it would actually make the strip irritate your skin. So the strip irritating your skin would make the shave less comfortable and it would convince you that it's time to change the blades. So you would go through blades faster because the handles, like they sold for like eight bucks a piece, but they cost like over eight dollars to make but they realized their customers wouldn't buy it over that price point because they did the research so in order to like make money they had to make money selling razor cartridges and because the cartridges were actually too good they had to add stuff to them to make them less comfortable faster to force the end user to fucking buy it and that's become like a standard on all razors so like that moisturizer strip isn't there to make your face better or like the shave more comfortable or like protect your face. It's actually there to irritate your face so that you're forced to change blades more often and give Gillette and Bic more money. So your teacher's
1: job was to make the razor less user friendly.
0: Well, he designed the razor and they designed it too well. So they had to retro design it to Mm. make sure that they can make the shave less like, that it would be like a really comfortable shave the first like one or two times you use it. But like by the third or fourth time, it became uncomfortable and you became convinced that you had to change place.
1: Interesting. The um, the most accomplished I can remember any of my, my college professors uh, claiming to have ever been was uh, one of them was the um, the Philadelphia 76ers graphics guy, like the guy that did the in-house graphics. So like if somebody made a three point, like slam dunk, it would be like three points Phew! and like colors everywhere. So right. he designed the graphics that said like three points and shit. And, um, I mean, I think that's like the, probably the most like, uh, talented or professional of individuals that I learned. I received an education from my time at that school
0: at the art Institute. Yeah. I worked with, uh, I worked with some fucking accomplished people. I think it was a downside because like they didn't really give a shit about teaching us. Like they were all very focused on their own careers and teaching was just like a side gig for them. So like the majority of them, you could tell they didn't really want to be there and they couldn't fucking care less.
1: Oh, and all my teachers were very clearly failed at their own uh, careers and then just like went to teaching because they had like wanted to stay in the field somewhat and had nothing else to do I guess they yeah, couldn't cut it or couldn't make it just can't teach yeah 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 I mean they lived that that was their life um, it was it was awful
0: yeah mine was very like those who can do and they didn't bother fucking teaching. I mean, I'm like, I'm being kind of fucking rude to some of the people who were there because there were some really good teachers there. But like, for the most part, like, they didn't give a shit. They were just like, it was, re- it was a really weird experience. It was like, they wanted you to come to the table with the skill set already, not to teach you the fucking skill set. And like, if you were there to learn, they didn't fucking care. It was, uh, it was a very fucking frustrating experience. Wow.
1: The, between the fact that like, all of my my professors were like failed. They weren't professors really, but they were teachers. I, they were failed uh, failed artists. And the fact that my uh, as a like designer and animation uh, student, I took a, a fashion internship at Mitchell and Ness. I think it gave me no fucking chance of survival in that industry, of <laughs> either any of those industries.
0: What do you mean? Well,
1: because I like I didn't I didn't actually receive like. I I only learned what I taught myself. I didn't really actually learn anything from anybody. And when I when I could have been learning in an internship, I was like uh, designing like football jerseys for Mitchell and Ness and shit. Which right. had nothing to do with what I wanted to do in my career. But it was an awesome fucking internship. But yeah, college did me no favors.
0: Yeah, I, not not me either. Fucking like everything I like, I learned some useful shit, but almost by accident. But uh, I don't know, man. It was a really fucking weird experience. Like I. I don't regret going where I went because I made some really good friends that I'm like still friends with till this day because of it. But like from a educational perspective, I mean, I got just about nothing out of it. Like yeah. I, way. I, I can legitimately say I learned nothing. So the, the way that you arts worked is like, I'm going to trash this fucking university on a, on a nationally syndicated show, but here we go. Fucking the way it worked is like the first year they call foundation, which is like, they give you a little bit of everything. They give you like 2d, you know, 2d design, 3d design, fucking, you know, CAD fucking, uh, You know, modeling, drawing, painting, you know, like you do a little bit of fucking everything and then you got to do like the fundamental shit, you know, psychology, a a psych, a math, uh, fucking, you know, whatever. Um, And I absolutely didn't learn a fucking thing in foundation that I didn't already know from fucking high school art classes, like nothing like I I probably learned less because as much as like high school art is like typically just where they send the people who aren't fucking smart enough for other classes. It's like, I, I still had teachers who fucking cared. So I learned. Yeah. They wanted to like impart their fucking knowledge. So it was imparted. But like college was just like, they didn't give a shit if you even fucking showed up. So like I learned nothing there that I didn't already know and then as I went into like my major, I, I learned nothing about you know I learned some stuff about the industry, but that was usually like from like presentations that were set up or outside speakers coming in and stuff like that like I learned some stuff that like essentially led to arguments I had with other people who didn't know what they were talking about later in life and like but like back to the same thing like I learned what I learned because I taught myself on projects that I was working on. Yeah. You know, like it was very self-paced and like if you weren't focused on what they wanted you to focus on, like if you're interested astray, stray, they didn't fucking care and they didn't take the time to like, you know, invest in you. So like I did a, I did a thesis on like athletic footwear and like, because of that, I've like, pretty much only worn new balances the rest of my life. (laughs) And, uh, and fucking, you know, I did like a lot of lighting design because I wanted to like, like my goal was to like get out of industrial design and design like interior spaces for restaurants. Like that's, that's half how I ended up in the restaurant business. Like, although I was already in it before I was in college Like, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to like parlay the two together and like start a firm that I was, you know, designing restaurant concepts for, you know, chefs and operators who who wanted to open stuff. And uh, nobody, nobody who was teaching me gave a shit about that. So it was like, I didn't learn it. And, you know, then it was very much like, you know, they want you to work in like, you know, at that time, I don't know what like the industry standards are now, but they wanted you to work in like these programs, like, like vellum and fucking like, uh, like rhino and things like that. Like all of these like 3d, you know, computer aider designs where you could like, you know, send the fucking stencil to a CNC mill and have a model made of your shit. Yeah. And it's like, but they didn't teach you the program. Like they had it on the computers there and they were like, well, I mean, if you're serious about learning, you'll buy a MacBook and, and you'll get these programs. And it's like, motherfucker, this school is $40,000 a year. I'm paying it for myself out of my fucking pocket with no fucking financial aid. And you want me to go buy a fucking $3,000 computer and load a $3,000 program onto it on top of it. Like, where the fuck do you think I'm going to do this? So if you couldn't work at the school, you couldn't work. And, uh, I don't know, man. Like it was just, it was a weird fucking experience. It was a very like callous and challenged way of doing it. And like, for me, it was like, there's a couple people that I saw got out and like did well for themselves. Oddly enough, like I found this to be true. It was like most people who got out and like did something Two people who I saw graduate did something in industrial design. And both of them had family who were already in the field. Um, And then a couple people got out and did graphic design. Because if you could do ID, you could do graphic. Yeah, yeah. Fucking sleep. And uh, it stood to reason, like, the joke in fucking college was, like, was that graphic designers got out and didn't have jobs. And illustrators got out and they didn't have jobs, but they took all the graphic design jobs because you learn way more about graphic design and illustration than you ever will in graphic design. Mm-hmm. And, and it was completely true. Like I watched all the illustration majors graduate and take graphic design jobs. And all that's basically, graphic...
1: that's, that's the route I went too. <laughs> yeah.
0: And then all the graphic designers get out and fucking, you know, not have jobs because the illustrators are better at, gravi- you know, while they're fucking sitting there like creating new typefaces, fucking, they're not doing any real design. They're just doing fucking exercises and they're not learning how to do design. So they get out and we're fucking unemployed. And then I was watching, you know, the people that were graduating in my major wait tables. And I was like, well, I'm not waiting tables because I already run a fucking restaurant. So I left school and fucking, you know, it was was a pretty good decision. But like, there's definitely like, till this day, there's kind of fucking bitterness about it. Like I have a hard time walking past like, you know, like if I walk through a Barnes and Noble, which has been closed for months, but like if I walk through like a fucking magazine section and I walk past like, you know, the latest fucking issue of, like, ID, I, like, pick it up, I look at it, and then I get, like, resentful and fucking put it down because it's, like, because I feel like I just was in a in a bad fucking place where, like, no one was actually teaching me a fucking skill set there.
1: I thought it was just me because I went to the Art Institute that would feel like that, but uh, I do feel, I mean, you actually, could like, put a, a little bit at ease my... Uh, so, not nah, I don't I don't really know my my own despair over the situation, but yeah, it was either. it was a very similar situation. Like I um, I mean, I took a graphic design job out of school, and it I didn't everything I really learned. I think I learned in high school as well. I took this like commercial yeah. arts class, which was offered as a junior in high school, and uh, so I took it for two years, and um. Probably my best teacher. She was a she was a crazy old hippie, but she actually knew what she was talking about. Uh, Miss Raymond. She like she taught me Photoshop and Illustrator, and that's all I really ever needed to like from in the basic sense. That's all I really ever needed what to you know. Ever was those, really
0: need to know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Those like those two programs. You can kind of adapt a lot of the tool sets and a lot of the, the skills from like those to either the other Adobe Suite programs or like into yeah. like design them. Ah, sorry, design itself. Um, I
0: I took I went to fucking. In between school, I did one community college class because I wanted to try to transfer the credits. And I took this class where I learned Corel Draw, And fucking, I mean, it's basically just a knockoff of Illustrator. So yeah. I was able to, like, pull all those skills over and then kind of use that in the, pro like, because the, the functions were similar in, like, the programs that we were using in ID. And then people were like, oh, how'd you learn all this shit? Like, you know it before. And I'm like, because I fucking took a class at a place that wanted to fucking teach me and I was just able to fucking adapt the skills over but like in hindsight like i wish i did like i really wish i did something different in terms of fucking school you know like i'm i'm happy with my fucking career but like i could be i could probably be happier making less money doing something that like i'm a little more passionate about and uh and fucking i don't know like i i passed up on some I passed up on some stupid opportunities because like, I really wanted to go to U arts because it's like such a well thought of school and such a highly regarded school. But like I passed up on a scholarship to go to fucking, to go to Rutgers, to go to Mason gross. I passed up on a scholarship for fucking TCNJ to go to their fucking art school. I did. I passed up on Ryder. Uh, what was the, the scholarship
1: for? Like just for academics?
0: It, it was an academic based scholarship that like got me into their art program. So, like, I passed up on fucking Mason Gross at Rutgers. I passed up on fucking Trenton State. I passed up on Ryder. And I passed up on fucking uh, SMFA in Boston because I really wanted to go to UArts because they were so well, like, so highly regarded. And it was like, you know, it's like saying no to Rutgers to go to Princeton, and then you find out that Princeton actually sucks and it's just a fucking name. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's a bad example because Princeton's considered to like legitimately the, be the top rated school in the world. But like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, it's like passing up on Princeton to go to Harvard because Harvard's names more respected. And then you're like, shit, Princeton's a better school. Like that's what it kind of felt like. It was like, I went to fucking new arts because it was like so fucking respected. And then I got there and I was like, why is this place respected? This place sucks.
1: I don't know. Actually, uh, like my school just kind of disappeared recently from the city. Um, so it's, I, I go down that street a lot, like both, well, the one street, Chestnut, I go down right where like their two main buildings used to be, um, like three or four or five times a week. And I would have to ride past there for a like for, you know, for a pretty large portion of time, uh, and see it and like kind of relive all my anger and like feel dejected by the educate like the my choices and like the shitty school and the shitty education but then like one day one of them just went away and became like an asian clothing store that's like the name is like just some like uh asian characters like symbols or whatever and then all of a sudden the other one is gone and it's like an old fucking navy or something yeah so like now i just get to look at clothes and i kind of don't think about school and like how uh i used to owe this education money like this money for education or i still do and the government just doesn't want it right now i don't know uh but like
0: i'll I'll never fucking forget we did like a joint project like us and uh fucking art institute at one point and our professors were like you know just be prepared because art institute's kind of like a joke school and you know but they they wanted to do this project with us so we said yes and i went over there and i was like i was so pissed because like I saw what the ID students were fucking learning there, and I'm like, we're not learning any of this shit. Like they were so like our our teachers were like so into into their shit, and it was like all of the projects they were having us doing court like correlated the projects they were actually fucking working on and companies they were actually working with, and it was like all very self motivated and the fucking to to help them like do what they fucking wanted to do.
1: That's kinda that's kind of shady and questionable. It, it was. It
0: was super shady. And they shoved like so much of their fucking like it was still like very college in the way that they like shoved a lot of their political bullshit down your throat, like as much as they fucking could. Like they were very just like, all of your design has to be green and it has to be environmental and it has to be like whatever. And then like y- you know, students would get like real into that because, you know, they're fucking they're 18 and 19 and like super impressionable. And like these like 30 year old designers who are like just starting to make it or like telling them like that that's how they should fucking think about life. And then you would look into like the projects that they're doing and they would be like, you know, in this project use this material that is like mined in the Sudan and people are dying and you know, and they be like, Oh yeah, but it's, you know, you can't think that way all the time. Like sometimes you just got to use like the least expensive material and and it was like, dude, you don't even believe in the shit you're fucking selling to us, but you're like shoving it down our throats. It was like, like just the maybe that's why like I hate people like hate lefties so much because like I find all of them be full of shit like when it comes like when it hits their own pocket. But like that was like the first time I was like really exposed to that. Like like I was all fucking like you know, green and fucking, it has to be good for the planet and, you know, whatever. And fucking, you know, everybody who was preaching that shit to me was like totally full of shit. And I'll never forget that either. Like, it was just, it was just like a very eye-opening fucking experience. So I guess it was good for me in that way. But like, it was, uh, it was disheartening, man. Like, I, I really wish I did something different with school or just didn't go at all because... Yeah, I, I, I honestly I, could have been like two years ahead in my career than I was if I didn't go to school. Like, it just slowed me down in the career that I ultimately became successful in. The The best thing that came for
1: me going to school, I would say, is is that I upped and left my parents when I turned 18 and moved to Philadelphia. And I never really looked... Well, I did look back like once briefly, I guess. But um, <laughs> that's besides the point. Uh, but yeah, I, look, I didn't look back for like a very, very long time. I lived... I just went and like you know, kind of took up life in the city for the next decade. And I think I learned more and I, like, got more life experience. And I, like, in general, I, I feel a uh, better quality of life overall for myself because of the fact that I went to the city. And I don't know that I would have gone there necessarily without the school thing, I guess. like, it Yeah, would have just been I, toss I'll up. second
0: that. That was, that was my experience, too. And that was definitely a fucking... Like the city like oh I was just itching to get the fuck out so bad that I probably would have just moved out on my own anyway,
1: yeah, me too, but I, I might have done like a lot of the other like kids like uh, my age or whatever were doing when they were graduating and just staying in fucking town like where their parents either with their parents longer or going to community college or something, and uh that would have been wholly unfulfilling because then I would have had a shitty education and no fucking life experience
0: I don't I mean. No life experience, but honestly, fucking... Mercer's a pretty good fucking school, man. It's, like, very... I
1: wasn't referring... I guess I wasn't referring to them specifically, but just, like, community colleges in general, I guess, have a lesser, you know, rep.
0: Yeah, that's true. I mean, if I could go back and do it all over again, I would have went to community college, though. I would have dropped out when I was fucking 16. I would have went to community. I would have fucking transferred to, like, Rutgers or Trenton State or Temple or something like that and then fucking taken it from there. Like, in hindsight... That's what I would have done, and like, <clears throat> I have a I have a hunch <laughs> that by the time my kid is ready for fucking college, college might not exist anymore. Like twelve not years, like from it now. does nothing like it does now at least. Yeah, yeah. I, I twelve years from now, I can't imagine that college will continue to be a thing. But the reality is, is like when she's sixteen, if she's like, I don't want to do this, like I will absolutely let her leave school under the condition that she goes to community college because she'll get more useful fucking education and experience there and then she could transfer that and just finish, you know, finish life two years early.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, like I just needed the the catalyst, I guess. It could have been any number of things that were infinitely more or less, you know, less expensive uh, than college was, but you know, it was college.
0: College fucking set me off in a catalyst the other way too, because like my parents weren't paying.
1: Like no, mine didn't pay, well mine do mine did take out a couple of loans like a loan that like took up you know a little money but most of it was me like i paid once i moved out of the dorms after like the six months i paid rent from like the time i was yeah i was still 18 i paid rent throughout like the time i was like going to school throughout the time i was going to school and had an internship um i paid for like a lot of the, a lot of my shit so it was it was like a hard-fought thing but uh but yeah it was a good life experience like just again like i guess more the the things that were not school-related. Everything but the school part.
0: Yeah. Fucking, it was like, it was a catalyst for me in work, too, though, because my parents weren't paid. So I was emancipated when I was 17, which is a whole different fucking story. It's not were you? Thing. I don't know if I ever knew that. Holy shit. Yeah, I was emancipated when I was 17. At your request? Uh, not exactly. Oh, yeah, all right. It's a whole different... <laughs> I, I, it's... I'm fine getting into it, but it's almost irrelevant to the story. Yeah. That's all um, right. Like the reasonings irrelevant to the story, but um, because of that, you know, this was the most fucked thing because of that. My, so my mother tried to fucking try to like apply for like financial aid loans for me, but because I was emancipated, she like, she couldn't qualify for anything on my behalf. Oh, like a
1: parent loan or whatever?
0: So she would have to co sign, which is a whole different thing. And, but on the other side, despite the fact that I was emancipated, because I'm under the, because you're under 24, 24 is like the cutoff for some reason. Because you're under 24. Like, emancipation doesn't matter because they consider 24 the average age that a student finishes college and their parents stop paying their bills.
1: Oddly enough, real quick, it's also uh, when the medical community agrees that the human brain has fully formed. So does that...
0: accurate. Um, I thought that was 25.
1: Oh, I thought it was 24. Uh, either way, it's right around that time, I guess.
0: I hope it's 25, and I don't even want to get into why. Um, fucking... <laughs> so... So because I was under 24 it didn't matter that I was emancipated because if they took like my income at the time into account, they basically would have had have given me a shit ton of financial aid but not only not only did they not take that into account but they took into account the fact that that let's see when I was 18 my brother was just born. So my dad was remarried too. So both of my parents who were separated, who were divorced, they took both of their incomes into the equation. And, and on top of that, because both of them were remarried, they legally had to take both of the step parents, like neither of whom was my fucking step parent because they didn't fucking raise me. Like both my parents got remarried after I was 18 fucking and and already out of the house. But because they were remarried and I was under 24, they took both of the, the step-parents' incomes into the equation too. And between the four of them, there was not a shot in hell I was qualifying for financial aid. So I was paying full fucking ride out of my pocket. So I was working full-time to try to pay for fucking school and keeping up for with a college education while working full-time, not even close to fucking a reasonable fucking effort. So it was like, that had to take the backseat because if I wanted to fucking, if I wanted to pay for school, I had to fucking work. And if I was working, I couldn't fucking focus on school. So that was that. So I fucking, I just worked and that was it. And that was the end of it. So it literally was like the catalyst of like the entire rest of my life. Yeah,
1: no, I mean, um, kind of was for me as well. I mean, like it was like a, a chain of events. It began a chain of events that would lead me to where I am now. Um, oddly enough, uh, besides what I do now for work, like, uh, I, I think my, my all time favorite job, uh, existed while I was in college. Like it was, it was, I, if I could go back and, and do another job again, it would probably be that one. And it was, just, it was like so simple and so stupid. It was just like, uh, working at this like coffee shop as a, a cook and a manager or whatever, like an assistant yeah. manager or whatever. But like, I uh, just something about like the people, the atmosphere, the community, everything, like the neighborhood was. I guess it was like at the time of my life, like uh, everything was just kind of like uh, like good, you know. Like there was no like I didn't have the burden of student debt just yet, so there wasn't that. I hadn't like really had a serious uh, relationship turn shit on me or anything. Like I was still like very like uh, I don't know want to say naive, but like young and virginal to the world a little bit. Yeah, and like fucking life was awesome, <laughs> and it's still. I mean, like life is good. But, like, life was, like, much better back then because, you know, less, less like, bullshit to deal with, I guess. Oh,
0: incomparably better.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, the, the $360 better. a week that I, I took home or whatever more than covered my, like, $550 rent or whatever was for the studio I lived in, and I fucking loved it. Oh, plus tips. I'm sorry, plus tips.
0: Yeah, fucking... I don't know, man. Like, that, that overall was you know, I don't want to discount some things that are clearly more important to me now. But, like, that overall was, like, the best fucking time of my entire life. Like, not even, not, like, because of school or anything, but, like, that was, like, the whole time I was fucking touring in a band, too, like, on the side of it. And, like, I wouldn't, I I don't think there's much I would trade that fucking experience for. Like, almost nothing that I would fucking trade that experience for. I I would, I would go back to that in a second fucking playing in that band is hands down the second most important thing that has ever happened to me in my entire fucking life. So like it, like incomparably. So like it is a like outside of like having a kid, it is a hard, hard fucking hard. Number two. Yeah in like the list of most important and significant experiences of my entire fucking life was like singing playing and touring with that fucking band. That's like not cool. a fucking doubt. Yeah. And and I would I would short of short of my kid I would sacrifice anything in my fucking life to go back to that. Anything the fuck at all. I wouldn't even give it a second thought. Like if I could perpetually live in that fucking 10 year period, that, that nothing, like it wouldn't matter. Like outside of my kid, there's nothing I would fucking say. All the fucking, the money, the success, the shit I fucking have, you know, my house, fucking, the, even like the best relationships I fucking had, I would say, I would give all of them up to go back to that all of them. It's not even
1: a fucking question. I didn't, I didn't have the, I mean, I I stopped playing music, like for more or less, uh, in high school, I guess, but, um, I didn't have the band thing, but like that's that period of time in my life though, up until like, like the time I was like 26 or 27, like my early twenties from like 18 to like, you know, that eight years or whatever was easily the best time of my life. And I realized one of the things I loved about it was like, uh, I rode my bicycle everywhere. So I actually brought that back into my life, like last year. And I, now I just do that. I like I kind of relive that in a way every day, like some small part of that, because I just yeah. like cruise around the city kind of like a little bit recklessly, but uh, like free and I don't know, just like makes me feel like a kid again, I guess. Brings me like slightly back to those days. But yeah, I never had that, like that shared, the shared experience with like a group of people or anything that like went on tour or anything like that. It would have been kind of nice.
0: Yeah, I I often I I remember like when I was getting my license I was like I don't know if I really want to stop riding my bike and inevitably I fucking did. And I wonder if um if I was still like doing that regularly like it would bring back some of that like just that fucking feeling because there is like just that feeling of like being unrestrained. Since
1: I've uh since I've like seriously taken up bicycle like a bicycle advocacy i guess like in the last two years or so i've uh, there's at least a few people that i've like rode with for the first time in like more than 10 or 15 years like rode with them you know kind of like reintroduced bicycles to their life and every single one of them was like oh, i feel like a fucking kid again or something like along those lines you know it's just one of those things that um it just i don't know it's just something about it i can't really describe it
0: yeah yeah, no, I get it. Because the, that the car has
1: insurance and the car has like accident and, you know, all these things that could go wrong with it. And the bicycle just kind of like, you know, you get a flat and you throw a piece of rubber over it.
0: You know what else? Like you always want, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but like you always want something new. You always want something better. Like, you know, I have fucking two cars now. And like, I just want to get rid of both of them and get something nicer than both. And it's like, I don't need something nicer. But I
1: want. Some- <laughs> I have three bicycles. I'm finishing building my third bicycle. Yeah, right now. I guess it's
0: the same fucking thing. I mean, I guess it's comparable to my 19 guitars. <laughs>
1: my my huge. third bicycle is like i uh, I've like been purchasing the parts on eBay for the last couple months, but they're all like, like if it new. If I purchase it new, it would be like an eight thousand dollar bicycle or something. But I purchased it for like maybe I don't know fifteen hundred in parts and yeah. put it together myself. But yeah, I mean, like it's kind of the same thing, I guess. My my love for for that shit.
0: I've always wanted to do that with a guitar, but I don't trust myself to fucking make it.
1: Like, whittle a guitar? Or, like, build it from... No, no. Get, like, a frame and then build it from the frame?
0: Yeah, like, build, you know, fucking put it together from parts, you know, buy a body, buy a neck, buy the electronics, and, like, put it all together. But, like, I just don't trust myself to build something as nice as I would want it. And... Like I feel like I would just get resentful of what I make.
1: Why resentful?
0: I because because I'm incredibly impatient, and when I take on like when I take on a project, I bang it out really fucking fast. And if I can't bang it out fast, I don't want to take it on. And if I finish it, and I don't like the quality of my work, which I often don't because I often rush through it because like, I like get an idea and like, I will, if I start something, I don't, I don't leave anything unfinished. Like if I start something, I will see it through to the end. That was, I lived with somebody who fucking did that. You, which you saw, that was a fucking nightmare, like starting projects and then never fucking touching them again. (laughs) Like I have this great idea. I'm going to build this thing in the house. And then like, for six months, there's just wood fucking nailed to something. You're like, fuck it, are we gonna do anything with this? But, um, like if I start a project, I will finish it. But if it takes me longer than I anticipate, I will half ass it because I'll get tired of fucking working on it. And then I'll be resentful of the project. Oh, uh, okay. Because I rushed through it. Like, I just, I'm not patient. Like, I, I just, I lack fucking patience. It's, it's a real problem. Like, I really, I really need to fucking fix that about myself. (laughs) But, um, so, and like, I know I would do that with a guitar. I know that like I would buy it and I would just like, I would lack the fucking patience to like complete it to the level that I want to. And I wouldn't take the time to like learn everything properly before I fucking did it. So I just, you know, I, I trust that I have the skill set to do it but not the patience. So I just, I don't want to do it. So now I've like, I've had a, I'm still waiting for it, but I had a guitar custom built for me. And when that finally shows up, like I'm going to sell a bunch of fucking guitars because like, once you have one made for you, that's exactly what you fucking want. It's like, how could you justify owning something else?
1: Yeah. It's like the perfect, the perfect fit or whatever. Right? Yeah.
0: So I think I'm going to like, I really think I'm going to have a second one custom made for me. And then sell like all of them except like two, and then I'll huh. just have like four. <laughs> just four. I mean, I,
1: I'm I'm slowly accumulating like a, an from, army of from bicycles, nineteen.
0: So. Four is a big fucking step down. No, it is. You're right. You're right.
1: Shit. Yeah, how we spend our money, I guess. That's the one. That's the only real difference now that I, I see in myself. Because I, I mean, I somehow managed to to not get married, not have any kids yet. So, like, old Jason and current Jason like share a lot of you know similarities in that regard. Um, only now I have like some money, and I have some some kind of life experience. Uh, some some basic life experiences, I guess. But that's that's really the only difference now.
0: Yeah.
1: And I have to wear a mask everywhere. So, you know, but that's not just me. That's like, that's the world that we live in now.
0: I, uh, I can't wait for that to fucking end. You know what, you know, you know what thought I fucking had about the whole mask thing?
1: That you can rob a bank very
0: easily right now? Well, actually, yeah, that was one of the first fucking thoughts I had because, you know, before they like made banks by appointment only,
1: Oh, are they? Oh. I was wondering about that. Like, I was like, I wonder why there's not this drastic rise in bank robberies right now. They because made it by now. They're by only.
0: appointment only. But like, so like, I was.
1: You got to make an the, appointment to rob the bank.
0: Yeah, I was in the process of fucking buying my house when, like, the whole you have to wear a mask everything fucking started, and I went to the bank without my mask and I walked in. The security guard was like, "You got to put a mask on," and I was like, "Hold on, hold on, let me just get this straight." I need to put a mask on to go in the bank. Yeah. Fucking. Isn't this the place that you're not allowed to wear a hat in because it covers your face. Like it conceals your face from a camera. Yeah. That's different. You got to put a mask on. I'm like, okay. And I just, I distinctly remember standing in line at fucking PNC and like looking around and going reality is fucking caved in on itself. And like, nobody's accepting this. And like, I hate the fucking mask. I hate wearing the mask. I hate, first first and foremost, like, I've done the fucking reading and the mask doesn't help. It's like, like, I, uh, I'm i going to misquote this, but it's like, a COVID particle is like 0.09 of a micron is like the measurement and fucking the, uh, the width of the separation in like the cotton or the fucking woven fabric of a mask is like a couple hundred microns like a micron is like something that's like a fraction of a millimeter so it's like if you cough or sneeze and you have covid and you're wearing a mask it still travels through the mask and it still travels through the next mask of the person who is breathing it in so they legitimately do nothing Except how people feel better about themselves. That's
1: the thing. Okay, so imagine this though. Imagine a world where nobody has to wear a mask. It would seem like, not, I mean, some people would enjoy it, but like for a lot of the population, it would seem like the politicians aren't doing anything to like try to help them, you know? That's all it is. It's
0: just like, it's just something. And that's like what I keep saying, like for my company, which shall remain nameless this time, Jay. Fucking, so I don't have to edit it out again. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, like, it's a big company, and I sit on phone calls with the CDC, like, you know, not as much in the past couple weeks, but, like, for the past couple months, I have, like, on a weekly basis, been on two calls with the CDC. And it's, like, they flat out are just, like, look, the masks do absolutely nothing, but it's it's about managing public perception. They got to think we're doing something, so we're doing this. Unless yeah. you have, like, an N95-rated mask or a ventilator, a mask does absolutely nothing, and you cannot buy an you cannot buy a true N95 mask unless you like they're only sold to the medical industry so you can't purchase one
1: i thought they i thought i saw someone that dhgate where i buy my like uh, bulk supplies and stuff like like business supplies and shit uh, I might have been wrong like no.
0: where you buy them from <laughs> china
1: yeah directly from the manufacturer yeah don't
0: trust that
1: <laughs> I mean, I've never had any problems purchasing the goods I need to from there, but that's like...
0: Sure, that's like but it's actually N95 rated. I mean, China's the fucking government that makes fake Apple stores. Oh, yeah. So, but yeah, dude, like if it's not rated that way and if it's not like an actual like oxygen ventilator, it doesn't prevent anything. They just require you to wear it for public perception. So that's fucking A1. Fucking A2 is all of these motherfuckers that like that a year ago today we're like posting on like Facebook and Instagram whatever about like mental health awareness and and all of this fucking bullshit like shit that like I I keep my mouth shut with like fucking activism because I think most activists are full of shit and they're just looking for fucking brownie points. Like that sorry that's how I feel. If you fucking don't like it and you're listening go fuck yourself. That's how I feel that's how I feel about you. If you cared you would do something not yell at other people for doing something while you're not doing something yourself. So fucking, you know, casting aspersions and passing judgment on social media doesn't make you a fucking better person. It just makes you feel like it. Um, anyway, fucking all of these people that a year ago who were like mental health, mental health, awareness, mental health awareness are now the same people that are like, fuck you for not wearing a mask, fuck you for not wearing a mask, you don't care about people. Well, as somebody who fucking has, who has like legitimate fucking issues with fucking depression and anxiety, I can fucking personally attest to the fact, first of all, I'm offended. As somebody who legitimately deals with this shit, I'm offended by people who are like, mental health awareness, because you don't give a fuck. You don't give a fuck. Go, go fuck yourself trying to get your fucking brownie points because that's the only cause left for anybody to fucking care about. And by the way, if you're moaning about that and you deal with it, suck it up and get a therapist, you fucking jerk off. Just suck it up and deal with it. Don't fucking bitch and moan. Fucking, anyway, fucking all of those motherfuckers who a year ago who were like pounding the fucking mental health awareness drum, none of them all of a sudden give a shit how fucking living in a society where you're confined to fucking your house and when you leave the house, you have to wear a mask and you have to fucking maintain the distancing laws where you can't have like fucking be in close quarters or have fucking contact or or whatever with other fucking humans. If you knew, if you fucking understood the toll that that fucking takes on somebody who has fucking depression, anxiety, fucking agoraphobia, seasonal affective disorder. Like, if you understand the fucking toll that that takes on people, look at the fucking suicide rates and how they fucking correlate to fucking COVID quarantines and wearing masks. Fucking measure that shit, motherfucker. And look at the fact that fucking social distancing and segregations and masks have done nothing to fucking flatten the curve. And then come back and fucking talk to me, you scumbag fucking social justice dirtbag motherfuckers. Go fuck yourself. Are you, like, on, is, are you still on Facebook? No. Oh, okay. It's still on fucking Good. Instagram. There's enough people on their fucking stories that were like, you should wear a mask because you care about other people. Fucking, and they like, there's this new one that's like a picture that it's like, you know, it's like, it like juxtaposes two pictures and it's like, you know, America and it shows like some dude standing with a fucking rifle and it's like, also America. And it shows another guy crying and it's like holding a picture that's like, I don't want to wear a face mask. And it's like, you go fuck yourself. Like you have no idea what you're fucking talking about. You're a piece of shit. Fuck you and your fucking brownie points. And, and whatever is going to be in next week's fucking news cycle is going to be the shit that you're bitching and complaining about and getting on your soapbox about anyway. And you don't really care. You don't really care about any of these fucking things. And all of them are fucking important. You know, like mental health is important. Fucking black lives fucking are important. Police reform is important. Fucking, you know, disease. Fucking getting, getting a fucking mass disease taken care of is important. But you don't actually care about any of them. So fuck you and fuck your social media posts. And I hope you get fucking COVID and die because you're a piece of shit. And that's the end of my rant.
1: Damn.
0: It's just, it's infuriating, man. It's infuriating. I'm going to bring to get like, on my get on my higher horse and just mention digital. that i'm not
1: on social media at all so i don't i don't really like actually it's it's a beautiful fucking thing ignorance like the bliss that comes from the ignorance of not being on social media and not having oh, to deal really with these assholes is. anymore it like, really is my head feels free and clear because i've had my own like mental health problems and like you know some of that um that's it's like around the same time i was uh yeah. getting off from of social media was when it was really starting to affect my life and stuff for a while Do
0: but it, um it's like You know, what's really disappointing about it is like how many people that social media like that. How many people that like I genuinely like that I feel like are like these smart, competent, intelligent people that I realize how fucking stupid they are because of the shit they just like the misinformation that they just swallow fucking hook, line and sinker.
1: Yeah. A friend of mine was just telling me that he's like. He's trying to get me to go back on like Facebook or something, and he's like, "I don't understand like how you like how do you keep up with things?" I'm like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "Well, the news, just like life, like life in general." I'm like, "Well, I I look at the news, you know, like I look at the news app on my phone, <laughs> you know, it's, I, it says fucking news on my phone." Um, ah, I don't know, I don't see the, I don't, I can't, I don't, I can't even imagine a world go of have ever like where I would go back to that now because it's been like four or five years. But yeah, there's like I know what kind of I know the people you're talking about. Yeah, I mean,
0: dude, I I. I won't get rid of Instagram because I genuinely fucking enjoy it, but like, I could never fucking go back on Facebook. I just can't.
1: Yeah, I, I, I kind of feel sad and bad for some people that are still on there. Actually, I convinced my uh, I convinced my mom to get off. I convinced uh, Amanda, uh, my girlfriend, um, to get off. Um, that's about it. That's about it. Or I didn't convince them, but they like... Maybe they like followed in my footsteps, I would say, because I don't, I don't sit there and actively like rag on people for it. It doesn't sound like a thing that I, you know, I don't give a shit about Facebook anymore. Yeah. But, um, but after at some point of like, of sending me links that are like Facebook links and I tell them I don't have Facebook and I'm not, I can't see the link without registering for fucking Facebook. They like, I guess they, they realize I'm not going back to it. And they, they kind of like made the ship themselves and they both seem like better off for it too. It's just like, it's so much less fucking drama. All this drama that never existed before fucking 2008 or whatever in the world is now like, a uh, uh, it's just shit.
0: I had a, I, I don't know. I, I mean, really for me, the fucking, the hardest thing about it is not like swallowing the bullshit opinions because like I'm, you can express an opinion that I believe in that like I completely agree with but if you're being forceful with it,
1: I was supposed to be to my nephew.
0: (laughs) Sorry. If you're, um, if you're forceful with that opinion, even if I agree with it, like if you're talking to other people, like they're stupid, then I still fucking hate you for expressing your opinion. Like I, I support that you can express your opinion, but I can't stand the fact that you're expressing your opinion. If you're talking to someone else, like they're stupid for having a different opinion than you even if I agree with the opinion you're expressing. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I like, I followed that. But, like, more than the fucking opinions that are expressed, the thing that's difficult to fucking deal with, for me, is just, like, the people that I want to feel like are fucking smart, intelligent people who are, like, thinking things through who are just, like, standing and shouting about bullshit that they have no idea what they're talking about, haven't fucking looked into anything other than, like, they read some fucking social media posts and then they just like parrot the same fucking misinformation. They have no idea what they're talking about. It's like, it's fucking infuriating. I went to dinner with a friend the other night and like, she's very, uh, very social justice and preachy. Um, and I and like I expected that like I pretty much expected it to come up because she's always talking about it and like expected to have an argument about it. But I was actually pleasantly fucking surprised by the conversation that took place because like she was talking about like, you know, like the whole position of like you can't be, you know, it's not enough to be racist, you have to be anti-racist and you know everybody's racist and they don't realize it. And I was like, fuck that. It was like I disagree with that completely and she was like well no it's true and she like cited some examples she's like look i'll call myself out she's like and she gave some examples like you know i won't like i won't cite the fucking examples because i don't want to blow up her spot even though i'm not going to mention her name but like they were they were kind of racist fucking examples to put it that way like i'll just say like in the context of like you know she mentioned like you know, she saw like a black father playing with her kids and was like, oh, you don't, I guess I am citing the example. She was like, you know, I'll be like, oh, you don't see that every day. And I'm like, well, that's kind of like, I was like, that's a prejudiced thought for sure. But is it racist? Like, do you see that? And you're like, do you think that? And then you're like, you assume that like all black people are beneath you? Because of that, I was like, because it's definitely a prejudice thought. Like, don't don't get me wrong, it is. It's a shitty thing to fucking think about somebody. Yeah. But at the same time, that doesn't mean everybody's racist and unaware. That means you're racist. Yeah. (laughs) You're coming to terms with that. I was like, because let me fucking and you know, she was like, no, no, everybody has it in them. I was like, no, no, no. Everybody has some prejudice thoughts that they've thought. I was, like, I was like, but let me fucking tell you. I was like, there are a lot of fucking black people where I grew up, a whole lot, a whole lot. And I definitely grew up around some racist people who had some influence in my life. And, and let me tell you, those people, I was like, because like, I'm a natural contrarian. Like If you say something, I want to disagree with you. Even if I agree with you, I kind of want to disagree with you because I like playing devil's advocate. Maybe not as much as like you do, but <laughs> but like <laughs> but I do. Like I naturally just want to raise the opposing viewpoint. So like, you know, if I had like I don't know, a racist influential family member, like that didn't make me look at like other races and go, "Yeah, fuck those people." That made me go, Fuck that person who I'm related to who says this shit, I'm gonna have all black friends now,
1: yeah like, same so that's, yeah,
0: so like so that's how I grew up, like like I didn't have like except for a handful of people, I really didn't even have like white friends until like middle school, like legitimately, like i you know there was a there was a couple, but like. For the most part, like, my close friends were all, like, of different ethnicities. You know, they were either, like, Black or Hispanic until, you know, my fucking best friends, like, in elementary school were Mike Brown and Juan Diaz. Like, fucking, like, what does that tell you? And, like, why do you think I gravitated towards them? Because I lived in a household where it was, like, you know you know, only hang out around people who are like you. So I was like, fuck that. I want to hang around people who are exactly the opposite of me because of this shit. So my fucking best friends were fucking black and Puerto Rican until I was in middle school. Like when, when we like, we were friends before that, we knew each other, but that's when we really started hanging out. Right. Yeah. Like, like that's, that's like how that was, you know, other than that, it was like the Italian kids that I knew from fucking Chambersburg that like happened to go to school with us.
1: Fucking Davey, and, and they were
0: barely fucking white because, like the like Berg Italians, were not fucking white. We were as fucking we were yeah. as fucking unwhite as the rest of them. Yeah, and, and fucking so, like I, you know, so like treading back, like I'm, I was talking to this person, I was like, that was the conversation. I was like, you know, I went out of my way to make sure that I was friends with like everybody who fucking didn't look, act, or talk like me. Just to be like contrarian to my fucking family who was racist. So I had the opposite fucking experience. So maybe you grew up that way and maybe you have this weird white guilt because like you feel like you know you're you have deep seated racism and you need to combat that. But let me fucking tell you, I don't have that problem, even the fuck a little bit. Like, I have never, like, can I say that I've never looked at a person of a different ethnicity and not had a prejudiced thought? No, of course not. Because I'm not a fucking liar. And I wouldn't say that. That's the fucking truth. But could I say that I've ever legitimately had a racist thought where I thought that I was inherently better than an entire group of fucking people because of my ethnicity? No. Absolutely the fuck not. I never have. I've gone out of my way as a child to fucking associate with as many people who look as completely differently from me as I possibly can. So you can take that everybody secretly racist shit and shove it up your fucking ass and you can work on that. And if you need to work on being anti-racist, then you go right the fuck ahead and do that. But I don't have that issue. Because I'm not secretly racist and trying to hide it in the fucking first place. Like, Mm. I'm not a a judge-a-book-by-its-cover fucking person. So I don't need to deal with that. But you can work on that. (laughs) And I, I fully expected her to, like, double down and be like, go fuck yourself. And, like, much to my surprise, she was like, wow, I never really thought of that. And then she started, like, digging. Like, and she's like... Well, yeah, actually, now that I think about it, that makes sense. She's like, you know, you grew up in and around Trenton. She's like, and I grew up in in fucking Virginia. And, like, racism's alive and well. And, like, there were, like, Confederate statues in my neighborhood. And she's like, and I just never even considered that. I'm like, yeah, man. I'm like, I don't know. Like, I'm not fucking, I'm not going to whitewash the whole, like, no pun intended. Like I'm not going to fucking blanket statement the whole thing. Like I definitely know racist pieces of shit and and like, you know, I I know them very well, but like, as a like societal problem, it's not really a fucking Northeast thing. Mm. It's just Northeast is a big melting pot. That's why. Yeah. It's not a Northeast thing, man. It's not, it's not a fucking Philadelphia, New Jersey, New York, Boston fucking problem. No, because they're, so,
1: they're so, like, uh, sort of mixed communities there. Yeah,
0: maybe it's a little bit of, like, a Connecticut problem or a fucking Princeton problem. You know, town by town, sure, there are places where people, you know, segregate themselves and make themselves fucking feel better. And, you know, there's, like, there are red line laws in fucking Baltimore and, like, you know, I, I get it. Like, but Baltimore's the south, man. Baltimore's south of the Mason-Dixon. Yeah. Like, as much as it feels like a northeast city, it is not. It is a southern fucking city. It's just like it's not a northeast thing, man. And like I don't I don't fucking know, at least at least in our generation, like I don't really know any really racist people. I just don't. And like like I do, but they're pieces of shit and we don't fucking talk to them. Yeah. And and you know what, man, as far as I'm concerned, let them speak their mind. Let them fucking let them talk about the shit that they think they're better because of, so that I can be like, oh, that's the piece of shit. That's the person I don't want to talk to. And let them look like a fucking asshole because then I can identify them. Because when like really when you like shout about it. And, like, you shame people for, for like, not that you shouldn't be shamed for feeling that way. But, like, when you make people who do feel that way afraid to speak out, I don't know who they are. Now they're just racist and fucking secret. And I don't know to stay away from that piece of shit. I gotta wait until, like, that one night where they, like, awkwardly fucking whisper to me, like, some racist shit. And I'm like, whoa, what? Really? What what the fuck is your problem? Like, I gotta wait for that moment where I'm surprised to find out that they're a piece of shit. No, let them speak up. Let me know that they're a piece of shit that I don't want to talk to in the first place. Yeah. Like, maybe that's a weird perspective, but I'd rather know you're a piece of shit off the bat so I don't have to talk to you than find out you're a piece of shit, you know, a year down the road when you get comfortable telling me like, you're dark bullshit makes sense. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm in the fucking minority of holding that opinion, but I mean, I don't know if it's the minority,
1: but it's not the majority.
0: I just, I just don't think. You know, I, I, I don't think societally some groups get a fair shake. I'm not going to fucking pretend that they do, but I don't. I think that the way it's being handled is changing the opinions of people who hold negative beliefs. I think it's fucking forcing them to double down on their beliefs. And I think it's forcing them to double down on those beliefs in fucking secret. And, and, And that is what will make people hold on to those feelings in a malicious way and harbor ill will and malintent. And that's what will make them act out on it. And I just, I don't think it's, I don't know, man. I, I don't know that it's going to create the kind of change that people think it's going to create.
1: Well, something's got to happen, I guess. I mean, we're wearing masks and we're fucking doing all this shit. And the, the Gestapo are taking people out of Portland, apparently, yeah. or whatever. Uh, something's got to, something has to happen at some point. Cause like. I
0: mean, if we've hit a boiling and breaking point, I understand that. But, and I don't mean the fucking. You know, I, I'm not fucking even shouting down like I you know, it's really just the social media aspect of it. It's really just the like the preaching without fucking thought. Yeah. Part of it that fucking that gets to me. Like if you want to take to the streets and fucking have demonstrations and like hope people wake up, like that's a good way to do it. You know, and maybe it's not a good way to do it, but at least you'll you'll get fucking heard, like. I understand the perspective of like cause a scene and people will pay attention. But when you're just like sitting there on your social media feed spitting fucking viewpoints without fucking backup or validation, even if they're points that I agree with and shouting down people who fucking disagree, you're just stirring the pot. You're not changing anybody's mind and stirring the pot doesn't fucking get results. It just makes people double down on what the on, on the dumb shit that they already fucking believe. Yeah, just because you know, racism division. is a stupid fucking problem. We shouldn't be fucking we shouldn't be addressing it because we shouldn't have to. Not because it doesn't need to be addressed. Because it's like if you're legitimately fucking racist, then you're a fucking idiot. Like something's wrong with you. But that the the way it's being handled isn't changing the mind of stupid people who need their mind changed.
1: No, because the people that are that are handling or the people that are predominantly handling it in the news or that are whatever that are in your face about it are the extremists on both sides. So you're always going to get the the, you're not there's it's going to be difficult for this country to end the partisanship and like end all this fucking I guess that's that's it. It's going to be difficult for this country to end the partisanship. If it ever does, it's going to be fucking amazing to me because it's just becoming like worse and worse where people now. They look at you and like you're like left or you're right or Democrat or you're Republican, and then like they formed all the all the opinions they possibly need to know. They formed it already, you know. And like that's not everybody. But that's the line share of our population is like that now. Like they don't associate with, you know, like Democrats or they don't associate with the left or the right or yeah. Republicans or Trump supporters. And it's only going to get like fucking worse in my if, in my opinion. You like
0: segregate yourself that way. Like those are the people you should be fucking those are the people you should be going out of your way to fucking talk to is the people who disagree with you and to have intelligent conversations with them because that's how you're going to change their fucking mind. Like I see so many people who are like, you know, I don't, I don't associate with Trumpers and I don't associate with like, you know, whatever. And they just like blanket label people. And it's like, you should be going out of your way to talk to the people you disagree with because that's how you're going to fucking change their mind by engaging in like, intelligent thoughtful fucking conversation with them rather than shouting them down for fucking disagreeing with like
1: that requires work and effort though and it's so easy for people to just like to commiserate together
0: it does that's exactly what it is it's like activism is social media activism is fucking laziness it's just it's laziness it's fucking it's allowing it's it's just it's self what's the word i'm looking for it's like aggrandizing. No self aggrandizing. Yeah, uh, exactly. It's it, yes, thank you. It's self aggrandizing. It's just like being able to be like, look at the pedestal I'm fucking standing on and fuck you because I'm better than you. It's just a way about leaving
1: you. the toilet or their their cell phone, the screen. Yeah, phone, and man. it's just
0: it's just it's lazy, half assed fucking activism. It shows that you don't really believe in it. You're just looking for fucking kudos and brownie points and you're looking to say what a fucking good person you are. And it's like, if you really fucking cared, you should engage in like intelligent discourse with people who disagree with you rather than. So that same person who I was talking to, and I was like surprised that they were open to that perspective, was also telling me, like, you don't know like how much pleasure I derive out of like going on like right wing fucking message boards and trolling everybody. And it's like, Do you think you're doing anything other than, like, if you want to solve the problem, what you're doing is making them fucking double down on the shit that they believe in because you're doing that because now they see the opposing viewpoint as being held by assholes who are starting shit with them. Not that these people might not be assholes in the first place, but, like, if they weren't, if there were any shot of having, like, an intelligent fucking discourse with these people, you've just fucked it by trolling them. Yeah. So why are you doing that? Like instead, make an effort to have a fucking rational conversation with somebody that you fucking disagree with, because the results will probably be fucking better than than what what is going to happen when you're just like bashing them because they don't agree with you. It's
1: a pretty solid life lesson in the the an hour hour and a half in whatever into after dinner minutes here.
0: Yeah, this is like too profound for this show we need some like dick jokes to fucking lighten this up (laughs) (laughs) or I need to like fall asleep and fucking sleep talk or something to to get this party really fucking going the way it should be
1: I could uh, I already talked about the time I pulled a fleshlight out of the garbage
0: yeah well alright that fucking that that makes up for the fucking that makes up for the profoundness of the second half of the show (laughs) I suppose it does shit I just bit my tongue Ah fuck! And so does that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's my sign. Should we? Uh, should we call it? Is that?
0: A, is that an episode? Yeah, I think that's a good episode. Looks like Fair you. Uh, looks like you got to get on a game of Minecraft or something.
1: Oh, uh, I have. I had. A, have or had a date for Fortnite with my nephew, but I think he's fallen asleep. Oh, uh, there you go. So maybe tomorrow we'll see. My tomorrow. my Fortnite date will uh will wait for me.
0: If that works. I will. Uh, I'll process the show and get it posted then. All right. Later, everybody. Thanks for listening.